that delectable bit of music is Letter from John King by Ivan Cunningham, who, you guessed it, is my guest on this episode of Is This Music? Which is what you're listening to, hosted by Justin Spenner, who is me. Welcome to the show. If you've never listened, this is actually how I go about talking when I'm not talking to anybody. So no, it's not a character. It's just me. I hope you enjoy yourself. You've stumbled on a music education podcast that gives artists a platform to absolutely nerd out about their work. If you like the chat, tell a friend. I guarantee that the quality of this podcast directly correlates with how much my middle child trauma is stoked. So follow, subscribe, email me, all of it. If you're into my guest, follow the links in the episode description. It's the age of Bandcamp, baby, so get with the times. Dish out that industry standard seven bucks or more for whatever music you hear. And as always, all that music that's used in this episode is laid out in the same description, so you never have to wonder who just tickled your gray matter. Which I think is the, the term for brain stuff that grows when it never... All right, all right. no more 30-second forward skips. Let's get into it. Saxophonist. Composer, general sound maker Ivan Cunningham is my guest this episode, and I want to plug a few things right off the bat. If you're listening in real time, get thyself to Eagles 34 in Minneapolis, or The Eagle if you're down. On Tuesday, March 14th at 8 p.m., Ivan will be there for the Tiny Tuesdays concert series. Alto sax and drums, that's wild. You're going to want to be there. I'll be there. And I have two cats. You know how hard it is to leave two cats that obsessively cuddle in this economy? In fact, you'll actually hear my cat Percy making his uh, weird sinus sounds in this episode. So enjoy, I guess. I don't know. Enjoy. The other very important thing to note is that Ivan is releasing a whole friggin' album on May 31st at the Ice House. With uh, Oyster World, will be will be a support act for that. They'll support each other. They see, both seem supportive. The album is going to be called uh, One Eye Closed Slash One Leg Lifted. That's a solid album title. One Eye Closed, One Leg Lifted, May 31st at the Ice House. The intro track that you just heard is from that album, as is another track about 15 minutes into our chat called Little White Death Ring. So put that in your calendar. Follow the lad on socials and you won't miss it. Now, repeat listeners will recognize Ivan's name from previous episodes. Ivan blatantly said, Ivan, I want to talk to you sometime in an intro, but we didn't talk. That did nothing for our relationship until we met finally sometime this winter at the Ice House, where I think I remember telling him that I just assume people don't want to meet me. Son of a Bondruk, how embarrassing is that? Well, skip forward a few more interactions, shared show experiences, Instagram crushing, etc., and here we are. We met on Valentine's Day. I mean, we met before that, but we, we, we met to chat on Valentine's Day. It was very nice. It was a good time. I went to Chili's after that. That was all right. Anyways, I'm validated in my vulnerable insecurity by amusing that Ian had during a cut in our recording. He asked, not verbatim, why am I embarrassed to say that I like out or weird 
things like out jazz. Rabbit ears very much implied there on the out and weird. Why indeed, Ivan? Why do any of us take the time to travel to the fringes of our craft, look at the edge, and tear the fringe to ribbons? More so, why do we take the time to do that and then insist on cloistering away with only our trusted clique, insisting on the safety of people who get it? Rabbit ears, very much implied. Or at least that's what I got out of it. And indeed, that is what drove most of our conversation. What makes a scene? How does one cross-pollinate multiple scenes? Or, in Justin Land, how do I talk to a 75-year-old at my church choir gig about my upcoming microtonal onslaught with the same pride as my upcoming Bach extravaganza? Why can't microtones be an extravaganza? Bach, most definitely, is an onslaught. Because I think, if you're listening to this, you like weird. Because you are weird rabbit ears, etc., and directing more attention to the outskirts that you populate is like me pointing to my face and going, what a big schnoz. The point being, we get it. It's obvious. I have a big nose, so let a nose be a nose and a noise be a noise, is what I say, unapologetically, and let the general population sort it out for themselves. Anyways, Ivan, you're weird. You made some uh, gremlin sounds in this conversation, and as someone who makes gremlin sounds on purpose just to see if they exist, I appreciate that. Can't wait for your free Jazz Does Disney album. That'll make sense later. Get your ears weird, everybody. Enjoy my chat with Ivan Cunningham. it is music yeah. and experiment oh there's percy hi percy, percy. You have very percy has a very like handsome kind of like um funny face yeah he does he's cross-eyed <laughs> oh okay that would explain yeah yeah. yeah yeah he's got uh he's got some siamese in him uh cool. that determined but i like that he has basically just the two worst parts which <laughs> is cross-eyed and bad sinuses nice yeah so that's, that's right buddy you hang well, out. it kind of gives him a certain type of character. Like he looks like he's, I don't know, smart in some capacity. Does like he, he looks look... like he'd have like glasses that like magnify his eyes yes. a lot. You know. Yeah, that's why we named him. That's why I named him Percy. He looks oh, good. Nice. Percival. You know. Percival. Yeah. He looks like that. He's gonna get all up in this. <laughs> that's fine. You're forgiven. Yeah. Um. So that's let's just talk about Percy for yeah. another hour. <laughs> um. So tell me a little bit about uh about how you experiment. Yeah. In music. Well, it's funny. I really don't. The music I make is not. I was just thinking about this, like applying to grad schools this uh, fall and winter made me realize, like, my music is not really that experimental. I mean, it's like it's not um, as as far as like the mediums that I'm using to make music. It's like I'm usually writing notes on a page and putting it in front of people, you know, Um usually it's like at least somewhat tonal you know like like um it's definitely like 
people that people would probably listen to it and use words like weird to describe it but um it's not like i'm not doing anything that's like you know that like hasn't been done before necessarily and i don't mean that in a bashful way it's just like the truth um but but actually i mean to answer your question i would say like when i think about like how to lately what i've been thinking about and what i thought about a lot in this last album was just thinking of combinations of people um like what would happen if this person made music with this person and like um thinking about just different like characteristics that di different people have introduced yeah. to you as as a performer got it okay. you know okay cool <laughs> um you know yeah. and so and as a curator which i want to i want to kind of get into sure. as well later on um but yeah de definitely as as a performer yeah um and just like even before like actually seen you perform you know yeah. your name could pop up you know it's like yeah i yeah. haven't you know putting together this you know this this program or whatever you know is playing saxophone so sure so this is this this is cool now we're on to yeah <laughs> <laughs> onto a thing already um yeah. so yeah well it, what you said, said you said something pretty interesting already also that like it's actually the reverse engineer what i usually hear you, usually people say like I'm not doing something. My music doesn't sound weird, so I'm not experimenting. Yeah, you know, uh -huh. you're saying my music sounds weird, <laughs> but I don't think I'm experimenting. Sure, <laughs> you know, with yeah. it. Yeah, um, which is kind of interesting thing to kind of kind of unpack. So, yeah. um, you're but but you're experimenting with 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 ensemble with yeah, and so where where does where does that kind of when when did you start? Is that something you've always done, or is that something yeah. you stumbled into? Well. It's it's really something I guess I I've stumbled into because I didn't really start doing this whatever it is. Well, I'll talk about what I think it is, but until like this summer when I got a um I wrote a piece for Zeitgeist and got like a little chunk of change and was like I could be practical and fix up my car or I could just make an album and I chose the latter because that was more fun. Nice. And Fuck uh, cars. Yeah. I <laughs> Yeah, and I guess what really inspired it um well, it, it was kind of like a lot of uh, the music that was used was stuff I had been working on for a while, like little ideas mm -hmm. that I flushed out for this. But the kind of idea behind it, I would say, was largely inspired by. Um, are you familiar, familiar with Hal Wilner's work at all? Mm -mm. He's a um, he was this, I guess, producer, if you will. Um, he was actually the musical director for Saturday Night Live for a while. Oh, okay. Um, but he in the like 70s 80s and 90s made all these records in kind of the like new york ah those oh, nails percy. Percy, percy those nails i love it no i love the feist <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah he made these albums in like during that time uh of uh, made up of just like various musicians from like the sort of new york downtown okay. era yeah, scene, yeah. um where it would be like every album would be it would there would be like there was a mingus album there's mm -hmm. a um there's a uh uh disney album of uh, just music from walt disney movies there's yeah. a um uh kurt vile album like kurt vile music and and all this stuff and of it's all just like, like new york artists new york artists kind of making um arrangements of like, songs essentially of like songs by charles mingus songs by kurt vile songs by from disney movies whatever and um and Kurt Vi or not Kurt Vile, um, Hal Wilner had no 
he actually just died of covid or died a couple years ago of covid but he had no um like musical training didn't play an instrument didn't write music had no like technical studio knowledge whatsoever he just he was basically like a musician that played people he'd be like yeah, okay yeah. let's put these people in a room see what happens and um i was particularly inspired by his mingus album which uh features like um people like henry threadgill um elvis costello is even on there uh bill frizzell's on there cool. um cool I don't know who, but I, some like classic like 1980s like New York rappers are on there. Um, just like a total smorgasbord of just like, let's throw these people in here. Let's do the shit. That's a that's such a cool concept of well, one like playing people like people yeah. are your instruments, you know, like, uh-huh. you know, which is basically like, oh, my. Oh, God, Percy, what have you done to yourself? <laughs> you have a huge eat it. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. I can't He's see. I just not. see the back of his head. Oh, there's the oh, drips. There's the drips. The drips. I love it. <laughs> oh my god. We're gonna pause. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> uh, we've got that sinuses. Piracy. Um. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. So, so, so playing, playing people. What's his name again? Hal Wilner. Hal Wilner. Yeah. Hal Wilner. Write down. I always write down names. I don't know. Um, it's a cooler concept than than I mean, is it a cooler concept than like Punk Ghost of the Movies? Remember those? No, <laughs> Elmas, oh my gosh, it's, fant- it's like Newfound Glory doing Neverending Story. Oh, funny, <laughs> actually rhymes, but it's yeah. just like things. It's just, it's just pop punk bands, commercial punk bands. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I bet that was Hell Wilner. Sounds right up his alley. <laughs> right, yeah, his, his ghost writing project. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, this sounds infinitely cooler than that. Um. So, so that, so when did you grow up on that? Like when? So I actually, I, I think what, I think what exposed me to it, like all things that I know about that are cool, I learned from my parents basically. Mm-hmm. And I think where, when I first got familiar with Hal Wilner's work was during the, like the height of the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, he died of COVID and oh, so my that's... dad. Yeah. Yeah. I found about it. A lot of people I like, you know, I, I'm one of those like start listening to artists after they die things. Mm-hmm. But um, my dad worked with him back in the day and they had a somewhat familiar relationship with each other. Oh, cool. And um, so, so, you know, I, my dad actually, I think I was just over at my parents' house and my dad was like, Oh man, like this guy, how Wilner died, you know, mm-hmm. we worked together so much. And then I kind of found his music that way. Oh, cool. What would yeah. your dad do? Was, was he, he um, was a, uh, well, is a, um, I mean, he's he's done a whole lot of things. Yeah. He's he's a guitarist, a composer, um, and he he played in a lot of bands back in the day, and 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 did a, a lot of kind of like production studio cool. um, audio engineering. He teaches uh, audio engineering at MCTC. Okay, so that's like cool. um, he. I think he did mostly that with Hal Wilner, like kind of production type of stuff, mm-hmm. um, as well as like he he played on some how Wilner records this is really hilarious song called um the sun or something it's some like goofy how Wilner's reading some poem about like a tasty clown or something and my dad i think recorded the guitars for it it's on youtube somewhere it tastes, it tastes funny it I tastes thought, funny thought, it tastes <laughs> yeah. funny that's, that's yeah really funny better yeah <laughs> uh oh that's yeah all right so um 
Percy is a little bit distracted today, but that's fine. <laughs> that's all right. That's fine. <laughs> never, never bad to have a cat yeah. around. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah. So, so enlighten me a little bit more on your your compositional style, then. Sure. Um, well, yeah, I would say uh, it's sort of a mix of really just like a couple different things. Um, as far as like a composer ass composer, I would say like Henry Threadgill probably has the most influence on my work. I've really been inspired by his unusual like instrumentations for things and kind of like the way he uses harmony and the way he um, modulates keys really frequently to create this sort of like feeling like the music is always going somewhere. Yeah. It's always moving forward and it's always kind of rising. And a lot of it is just cleverly placed like um, half step modulations, you know, of just like moving up yeah, half yeah. steps, but like in ways where you don't necessarily notice that's what's happening. Not like a Broadway. Like, right, right. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not, uh, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like. Was that, was that a <laughs> modulation? Right. Um, yeah, I would say he's kind of the biggest as far as like kind of like music theoretical techniques he's influenced me the most. And then just kind of like as far as like theatrics and kind of um, stylistic oomph, I would say like, I mean, I also listen to a lot of like, um, j you know, th things like, uh, like, like Frank Zappa has had a big influence right, right. on me on that kind of like kooky rock and roll side of things. Yeah. Um, Skeleton Crew, who is a, I put a track of theirs on the list, which is a, a band that, uh, made up of Fred Frith, Tom Corrins, Ian Parkins. That was kind of the, basically the, the New York downtown era of that sort of like, um, music that's like, there's no my friend Charlie Lincoln who actually used to live a block like that right way described it really well once that it that like the downtown era is just sort of like um there's no distinction of like the highest brow shit mm -hmm. is like happening at the exact same time as the lowest brow shit like right. the most so serious serious mindset is happening in the exact same song as like the most like uh stupid sophomore yeah, yeah. like crude humor you know yeah um yeah so a lot of that music like lounge lizards uh um some john zorn stuff uh threadgill obviously mm -hmm. um curlew another great band that george cartwright a saxophonist that lives here um what was leader of that group um so it it, it that kind of got long-winded but um yeah. i'd say yeah just to wrap that up like threadgill i would say in terms of like tangible quantifiable like this yeah. is what's happening from a theory point of view and then like various new york downtown era stuff from like a uh, theatrical tom waits too definitely in that regard tom waits, yeah. it's
that is a fascinating era, um, you know, of rock music. But but actually, I mean, it's it's like, you know, like you said, like it's it's highbrow, lowbrow, left right brow. Like I mean, it's just yeah. like you know, everything was kind of like you know coming together, converging, right? You know, at once because then yeah, you do have like you know, John Zorn and mm-hmm. you know Bronca and stuff like that, and like you know the, these the the these highbrow heady you know composers, you know, then it gave you know license to like. I mean, basically post rock, right? And everything, yeah, right? totally. You uh-huh. know, and then post rock gets real lowbrow real quick, yeah. While still being insanely highbrow, totally. You know, <laughs> and and really, yeah, um, really interesting at that. Like, do you you because because you strike me as somebody that that's that's really kind of plugged into the scene here, like uh-huh. you know, in uh, in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Twin Cities. <laughs> um, do you feel? I mean, yeah. What what do what do you what do you, what do you do you feel like like that there's any kind of uh, similar uh, structure here from that? Um, I really do. I I think there's like a lot of really fantastic stuff going on here. I think there's there's really um, and you know it's imperfect. Like everything. I I like like here's here's my take on like the Twin Cities, my uninformed 23-year-old take on the Twin Cities is that, like, I think um, there is enough people that are interested in doing, that, like, actively do and are interested in doing the kind of things that would create for, like, that kind of idealized New York downtown, highbrow, lowbow, everything's mixed together Mm -hmm. um, sort of thing. Like, there's so many people that love out jazz and there's so many people that love, like, kind of, like, mathy metal music and there's so many people that love post-rock like art punk there's so many people that love um new music chamber music whatever um but there's not really like i feel like the audience for anyone for people that do things how do i say this there's a lot of people that do outside stuff and there's an audience for outside stuff you can't see but i'm doing air quotes air quotes um it's it's in, the inflections there. <laughs> yeah, outside yeah. stuff, outside, you outside know. Like it's, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think that the audience is just small enough that like people aren't really, um, don't really have the courage to like really go for it. Mm. Like I think people don't really have that validation of like, oh, this is like worthwhile. If, and I, we're if gonna I go really... too weird, then I'm yeah. gonna lose. You know, I got 15 people at the show now. I got 10. You exactly. know, exactly. Yeah. 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 So that that's kind of what I um I I think the pretty much there's like a lot all those bases are covered to create this kind of like idealized um environment. I think mm-hmm. it's just just lacking enough in that department of people that want to hear it, mm-hmm. you know, and want to get excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is interesting because I I often feel there's there's more people making it than listening to it. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. which is ridiculous because if you're making it, you, you know, it stands to reason that you listen to it, you know, right? Um, you know, and so that's true. And I, de- I definitely, I've been in these conversations a lot, actually. You know, as you, know, I think, from a whatever you know, conservatory, <laughs> conservatory, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, but like that, that like style of training and everything we're, we're we're taught right from the get-go that like this this is a career which is good because it is a career path mm-hmm. but it's also um 
a very corporate structure, you know, climb the ladder, become the, you know, CEO, you know, get, get to the Met, get to whatever, yeah, you yeah. know, and everything. Um, and that's your success, you know, and everything. So you think in that, in that way, you really kind of, it's, it really kind of puts you in this mindset of if I'm not doing it and if I'm not getting paid for it, I'm not going to show up to it. It doesn't benefit me. Yeah. Uh huh. You know? Right. Um, and so in like those circles and like kind of my like opera life and everything, that's a huge, that's a huge struggle. It's like, well, how do you self produce in classical music then? Yeah. Because you only have enough money to, you know, well, either no money or just enough to like, you know, buy your friends pizza and beer and like hope for the best, you know, yeah. for the turnout. Right. And then none of your peers show up. Yeah. You know? You mean when, when you're doing something that's yeah. more exploratory? You're saying, it, well, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 anything that's kind of, I, I feel like anything that's that's kind of um, adjacent to like the classical world. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. um, it, that definitely happens. And then so I thought it would be better you know, once I, I, I started, I was like, okay, I'm going to start going to more shows and everything. I really want to yeah. kind of get more connected in this. I thought it'd be better and more of a sense of, I don't know, I romanticized it or whatever, yeah. you know, kind uh-huh. of thing. But it's the same thing. Everybody wants to be in the band that's playing yeah, on the bill, but seems like not the same amount of people aren't going, I'm going to check. Maybe I'll check my friend's band out, but yeah. like, who's who's this person? You right. know, I've never heard them before. You mm-hmm. know, but they they you know shared the bill, whatever. They played at my favorite venue, right? You know, so that's I don't have a question. <laughs> but I mean, is is but, that you know, is that just is that just what musicians are like? Because everyone's somewhat selfish and kind of like interested in like what they're doing. Yeah. Or is that like, you know, like. Um, I, and, and I guess what I mean by that is like, I mean, thinking back to like whatever idealized time period or place where like it seems like there was a huge audience for this yeah. stuff. Um, I wonder, like, was that audience. How much of that audience was people that were also doing mm-hmm. shit versus mm-hmm. people that were like interested in it purely from like an audience? And like, I'm not here for any networking reasons or whatever. Like, I'm, right. you know, I'm just here to experience um i don't know <laughs> yeah well that and that's very true there's it's audience i mean like that that is like how do you how do you get i think well there, there's i think the there's 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 a question of like you know or or a discussion a topic uh whatever area to explore where it's like what what truly makes up like a scene yeah. You know, uh-huh. and when I imagine it, it means like mutual support, you know? Yeah. Um, and which goes beyond, you know, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's then that, that means that you're seeking out, um, you're seeking out art that, that, you know, just kind of fulfills you instead of, again, like art that you're personally attached to mm-hmm. and everything. But I don't know how the hell to get that you know how to get the yeah that fulfills you well no how, how to how to how to actually like how a scene actually happens yeah you know like that you know how do, right. how do you convince people i guess yeah how do you how do you convince people yeah i don't know i mean like because like i mean what we would have to look to is like things from the past and things are so much different now mm-hmm. um i don't know i mean like a big logistical one i feel like is just like cheap rent <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah. like change the rent and you change the scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously, I mean, like, like for people to really 
be able to like take risks with things mm-hmm. it has like like rent has to be cheap yeah um and uh you know to to give people the space space is so important i've talked with my dad about this a lot and also like some friends a friend of mine michael who's a filmmaker that used to live in new york and just moved back to here we're talking about how like here there is the space you know mm. at least compared to a place like new york um like like uh to uh you know you you can do things like put on shows whatnot uh for a lot less money than you would in oh, for sure. New York. Like yeah, you yeah. can you can make things happen logistically logistically a lot easier. Um there's just but yeah, there's just a lot less of an audience here. Mm-hmm. There is. There's a great mm-hmm. audience, but way less compared to some other big city. And um but yeah, I mean that still leaves the question of how do you engage that audience? Yeah. How do you really reach out? Which I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. I, it's just been striking me, you know, I, I just had, you know, I, I don't know. I, that last week I, I had a good show heavy week. You know, I saw you uh, on, on last Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Every sound, which, is, which was really cool. Really, yeah, that was really fantastic. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I also saw Robot Side at Ice House on Tuesday. Yeah. And then on, on Saturday, um, went, to the, went to the Eagle to Eagles, Eagle. What, what one's the VFW? What one's the the, the gay the, club? I usually I don't know. Co- I've heard it as Eagles, but Eagles. You know. It doesn't matter. I mean, Eagle, it's, the e- the Eagle is kind of cool too. The it, Eagle, it, it is. <laughs> it is. One one and one. down to the Eagle. Eagle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. It's maybe it's the Eagle. Whatever yeah. it is. There's two for anybody now. There's there's two bars. Two Eagle. Oh, Eagle Bolt. That's the one I'm thinking of. Never mind. Less confusion. Eagle yeah. or Eagles, plural, uh-huh. means the basically VFW. So okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for going on a journey. Yeah. With me. Uh. So, <laughs> I went to the Eagle to catch some music, and uh, I saw Liam Moore, who's the bassist in Robot Slide. Sweet. Right. He was yeah. doing a solo set there. Uh-huh. Awesome songwriter on everything, but this i i started to latch on that like there was like no overlap between robot slide and liam's show mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then i was at the the show you know on third uh, the uh, uh resound you know with like joey and, and adam zaylor you know who i know from you know most i mean we went to school together but then you yeah. know, really got to know each other through 113 uh-huh. and i'm like there was you know there was a small group of people there but i'm also like well this like also started thinking like why why have i not seen anybody here at like a 113 show mm. you know yeah so like there's this like i don't know like like there's people are missing out on things yeah that they would like you right know. like you you think the people that are at the robot slide show would be people that probably would be interested in the one going to see, stuff and right yeah, yeah. Or, uh-huh. or like yeah or even like just being like oh yeah you know liam's playing on saturday you know so yeah it's like you know i maybe that's you know too many shows in a week but yeah Wait, so I think this pivots into your role in the Twin Cities as um, I think of it as kind of like a curator, mm-hmm. you know, um, of you know a couple of concert series. I yeah. see your name, you present, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> presenter, curator. You uh-huh. know, everyone. How do you how do you think about it, presenter? Curator? Yeah, um, I More guess I don't I don't I don't think <laughs> about it. Like I'm mean, just kind of like I all think right. about it very little. Um, but. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, I think I don't really think about it beyond just like, oh, like, 
like like with the white squirrel for example the ice house was different that was just one month so it was like okay and that was my dad and i sharing it so it was like every night he'd book one artist i'd book the other um and they were like they wanted it to be like it's you know jazz at the ice house so i right have make sure everything was like i mean you know like astrid hubbard flynn and daisy swimmer did their thing which is you know they were improvising and that was the right the through line but um Anyway, I mean, just as far as, like, the white squirrel, I guess I just try to think of it like, uh, you know, like, like, you know, maybe, maybe kind of, like, ideally, like, bridging that gap that you're describing of, like, um, mm. you know, like, I, you know, I don't really think there's, like, a place in town or, like, a, um, you know, where, where you, you will hear something like, uh, like, like like you and you and Joey's what's your uh, trio called the oh Opshide yeah, op- yeah. Opshide like like where you could hear like Opshide and then maybe like Noah and Luke yeah. do a yeah. duo and then maybe like um I don't know I'd love to have uh this band Oyster World this local mm-hmm. they're like a fantastic kind of like kooky like no wave art punk kind of yeah. band oh cool cool um and then have like. I don't know, Davu Saru do like a solo drums mm-hmm. performance or something where like, like all those things are happening, y- you know, like, like in the same place that like the, the through line that like I, maybe you'd be kind of getting back to what you're talking about between like, you know, the robot side thing or the one thirteen is it's all people that are like into things that are, you know, like quote unquote on the outside, mm-hmm. you know, but like fringe. fringe yeah, yeah. But all these different, stylistic variations of that you know it's like um the people that are into really out jazz are not the mm-hmm. same people that are into really out punk music and right. whatnot and like creating some kind of environment where like all those things are united under the umbrella of like this is weird you know <laughs> right. what i mean like <laughs> yeah maybe that's the because i i definitely am like the fringe is what i like yeah you know that's the part about it i like and right. then like how it sounds or what it looks like is, is <laughs> yeah. almost inconsequential i'm like yeah, I'll wrap yeah, yeah. my head around it eventually yeah you that's know? the same yeah like so maybe that's the part <laughs> yeah. that i'm like not connecting in my brain that sometimes yeah. people like weird beat boop music and yeah. sometimes people like weird heavy low music you know like but but i feel like a lot of those like yeah people have their different um tastes but also like i feel like it's likely that like people that like weird beep boop music Mm. would it's more likely that they would like uh you know uh like out metal music than that they would like uh you know like some indie band or something right you know what i mean right 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 yeah that's true yeah your your kind of definition or or explanation about how how you kind of go about you know how you want to kind of present and curate and everything like it reminds me of um uh you know the the band suicide yeah 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 right (laughs) yeah yeah and so so there was a a, this uh podcast uh uh no dogs in space which is a great you know kind of it's like a rock history podcast cool. uh kind of thing it's cool stuff but anyways they had this whole uh, series a whole series it's two episodes <laughs> it's a short-lived band you know uh but this uh you know two episodes on on suicide and the theme that kept on coming up was you you do not put suicide first you have uh, them close the set yeah people <laughs> arrive 
you know, like people buy their tickets to yeah. see, you know, suicide. Uh-huh. They don't sit through suicide, you know, like they get disappointed, yeah. <laughs> you know, if they, they're showing up to whatever band, you know, to, to see, you know, whatever, you know, like the talking heads, you know, right. like Sarah Bills, you know, and then you get these two assholes on stage whipping chains around and yeah. barely singing you know right. and everything <laughs> right so i think yeah. there's you know so the the magic the art of like how to make that band successful was very simple yeah and it had everything to do with billing order yeah yeah you know uh-huh. and so the you know that just without you know that story you're talking about like you know that what a beautiful thing in this city to have so much different so so many different fringes right being represented you know all across the board and everything mm-hmm. like to be able to put those all on one bill you yeah. know with like three bands four bands you know right. whatever and i use bands from everything i mean an orchestra to me could be a band <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. and everything with the right mentality <laughs> yeah you know but like three or four bands can like kind of encapsulate everything that's going on in one moment in it a really city can. yeah you know uh-huh. um but you just kind of have to dedicate to like I love I love like not knowing when people are gonna you know go. I also hate it not knowing <laughs> when know? people are gonna go. Like yeah, you know, like when, gonna... when they're gonna be playing in this. You oh know, yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. In, in uh-huh. a night, you know, who's opening, who's yeah. closing, um, and everything. Yeah, because it kind of gets you like you're gonna miss. You might miss them, right? You know, <laughs> you might miss them, so you might as well just show up for the whole thing, come totally. in for the ride. You yeah. Know? Um. All right, everybody's favorite moment, I think. I don't know. Nobody talks to me about this. Thing. <laughs> to be honest, uh, but uh, my favorite moment. We're gonna get into some formative musical. Your your, your map, musical yeah. map. Um. So uh, the the we follow this progression. So we start with what you first felt ownership with. Get into what started making your ears weird, and then yeah. finally what. Uh, um, what makes you tick now? So, um, yeah. So, so what, what, what music, you know, kind of made you feel, feel like you discovered it, you know? Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting. The, you discovering a part is weird because like, I, um, like I said earlier, I, I'm forever indebted to like my parents just like had endless record collection. We're just playing the craziest shit since like, like I grew up, like, you know, I'd be here like Nusrat Fatih Ali Khan then like the Sugar Hill Gang then like Miles Davis then like you know whatever in one day since I was very young so it's like I I I was very lucky and spoiled in that regard that like I didn't have to do a lot of like searching right on my own you know right. um and so yeah I would say um I mean like the track I included here is uh Eric Dahl Eric Dolphy Memorial Barbecue by Frank Zappa and well it, at the time that it was still the the mothers of inter, of invention I don't think I would say mothers of intervention <laughs> um, came, came came later came later right right yeah uh and yeah I mean I I just think like like the mothers and like like this album Weasels Rip My Flesh and as well as a uh, Freak Out which was like the their first album um it really just spoke to me so much, I think, as just kind of like a wacky, goofy, like 17-year-old um, really like made me feel validated in a lot of the same ways that like yeah. certain kind of like obscure humor would like Eric Andre or Tim and Eric 
type humor, you know? Oh, yeah, there's um, totally a connection between Zappa and that. Of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's absurd. It's absurd. Yeah, Frank Zappa's even, or, I mean, um, Eric Andre has even, like, talked about it. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's something about that kind of, like, humorous, almost, like, um, teasing kind of, like, nah, like, like <laughs> yeah. you know, like, nah, 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 yeah, sort yeah. of thing that, like, it just made me, I guess validated is the word that I keep coming to because it was just this feeling of like, oh, like other people enjoy this kind of like weird mental state of mind right. to be in. You know, and like how, how old were you? Um, well, when I discovered this and a lot of that comedy stuff too, I think like sixteen. Yeah. Um, were, were, were you like a, a were, were you like a, a weird? Were you, were you like a weird? <laughs> Like one of those like introverted, but like I don't want to be, I'm not supposed to be introverted, so I'm gonna like act out and like be goofy, yeah, like yeah, in spurts, yeah. kind of. I well, I you know it's weird. I was kind of, I I, I sort of had an upbringing of, um, grew up in. I mean, just to really summarize it quickly, I grew up in like I like grew up in Golden Valley, so the suburbs. Mm-hmm. I went to suburbs school until seventh grade. That whole time, I was very very much outcast. Like, what the fuck? I don't understand what's going on. When I got to eighth grade, I met. I started, and then I started going to like Minneapolis public schools, and I started to like meet like, oh, there's other kids that are into what I do. And then I, it wasn't until my junior year of high school, I think, that I like, I went to an arts high school. Uh, and, you know, classic arts school, sort of yeah. Perpich, the school that my parents live right, it's just like a public arts charter school. And, um, I think when I got there, I mean, there was all these sorts of things wrong with it. People have canceled Purpage for endless reasons, and I don't disagree with them. Mm. But like, um, I like I think when I got there, um, I sort of had this feeling of like, uh, oh, like it's okay, you know, like to yeah to express this, like right, right. you know, I see this being represented around me, so I'm you know going to not hold that back. I guess. Yeah. Which is which is better than, which is infinitely better than like, oh, this is happening. I guess I should do it too. Right, you right, know? right. Like, <laughs> and and that was still there because oh, you know it was yeah. high school, but yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, there was a lot more of like, oh, it's actually, yeah, this is okay. I can yeah. be this way. You know? Yeah. yeah. interesting way that this that this kind of hits where it almost seems like everybody's waiting to see when like the beat's gonna happen a little bit (laughs) yeah yeah i see what you mean yeah like maybe the drummer doesn't have a chart yeah at all (laughs) over it right right is it uh, 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 yeah (laughs) don't worry it's a triplet (laughs) so this this idea of like organized chaos at this obviously is encapsulating here mm-hmm. right reminds me of um saw you at the eagle playing with subrette yeah um where, where i was <laughs> we'll come back out uh <laughs> where 
I don't actually I don't know who was strapped to who. We were, um, I think mutually strapped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and talk about your organized chaos. And that, yeah. And so and in theatricality too, which also Zappa has in yeah. spades. Right. Right. Um, is that is that kind of a, a common theme in how you perform, present, create? Yeah, as well? absolutely. Sorry, I just I'm looking at you and I feel like I'm evil hearing this music and like yeah. <laughs> another human being. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Theatri- theatrical stuff is like um, like that's why I feel like I kind of have never really been able to like fully identify with like um, you know being a like experimental musician or like a new music composer or things like that is just like i kind of get the icks from like this sort of like taking yourself too seriously thing Mm -hmm. and um i really have always i mean just being like a goofy person i guess you know like i've I've always really felt really inspired by that kind of like playful theatricalness that like in frank zappa and tom waits and skeleton crew and um you know, talking heads too, like all that mm-hmm. stuff um, mm-hmm. has really affected what I do a lot. Yeah. Th- uh, Threadgill too, even super theatrical. Yeah. And see, Thre- Threadgill, I'm not too, fam- too familiar with. So I'm glad that you have mentioned, I mean, I, I know the, I know the name, you know, so I mean, yeah, I'm just not familiar. So yeah. I, this will be, it's one of the best parts about doing this is that there's always something and I'm like, well, now I got to go check that yeah, out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, right. So, um, speaking of Threadgill, mm-hmm. um, you know, he pops up quite a few times in this. Well, actually, <laughs> quite a few, meaning two. So, literally, you know, a couple yeah. of times. <laughs> but you know, a couple of times in the conversation as well. Um, it pops up as as what started getting your ears weird as well yeah. in this list that you sent me. Um, so. Yeah, t- tell me a little bit. Tell me a little bit about 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 Henry Threadgill from your perspective. Yeah. So Henry Threadgill, I think um, this is a uh, um, Adam Zaylor. He know well also has has talked about this uh, and described Threadgill's music in this way. Where I feel like it's it's just um, he like he is the American composer to me. Like mm. he really represents like. Um, America in all its like wickedness and all its humor and all its like um, beauty and all its like terrifyingness you know like I just feel like it's all in there in his music you can hear it you can hear all the um, you can hear all like, like both in just kind of like theatrical vibe and like kind of a sense like like emotional whatever implications and just in like literal stylistic points of influence you know you can like hear basically all american music in there we're we're, we're about to have uh uh quite a few guests so so th- this is motley that's been mailing into this microphone right here <laughs> yeah encapsulating all american music and this is kelly hi hey kelly how are good how are you good. have you two met i don't have you met i don't think, uh, I don't think so I've, I've oh thank you yeah, i appreciate that <laughs> you're friends with gabriel right yeah yeah, you're a friend of Gabriel's, right? Yes. Okay, yes, yeah, Gabriel's Gabriel. mentioned you. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love, love it, love all the work you do. Yeah, thank you, thanks so much. You want you, you want to get in on this action? No, I'm not. no. <laughs> you guys. About to, about to listen to some Henry Threadgill. Oh, get in on that. I'll cool. Join the listening to that for sure. Sweet. 
Well, I don't think we have enough headphones, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can make it really loud, and then it's deafening yeah, for one right. of us, and then it goes we'll Just over. shout into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll get on with it. All right, get on with it. Yeah. So, yeah, so... <laughs> so, Quinn, so it captures, captures, you know, I mean... This is great because I mean I do I I can't think I know that I've heard some of his music. Yeah, I have no template going through my head right now mm-hmm. about like how to categorize this. It's gonna be exciting. So, but but um, encapsulates kind of yeah all of like I mean the, the, the true sense of like Americana like yeah culture experience history right in in kind of one um, take that Copeland uh, yeah. <laughs> It's well, I I mean I think I think he's like like I think him and like Charles Ives and Copeland have a lot in common. Mm. You know. I would say like it's it's not even like a, he does it better than Copeland. I don't think like it's like a it's like he feels like he's continuing that. Yeah. I think. So so let's queue up this this track that I'll let you lead because uh it's very long there's a lot of letters in this. Oh yeah, um Vivjan Ron Dirksky. Um and I actually just learned I thought I was like what does this mean? Like, what is this title? And I actually was just uh, a family friend of mine, Brandon Ross, who's the guitar player on this track. Um, I was talking to him about it, and he was like, "It's literally just the names of oh, like God, that's three people that you thought you you guessed it." Viv- nice. Okay. Jan, as soon as you said yeah. it, I was like, "Yeah, is that just like the Dursky family." Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. It's 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 just that's yeah. That's fantastic. I've noticed that this titles before. I've thought it's like, "What does this mean?" And I found out that it's just like, "Oh, it's just some goofy like." thing like that arbitrary yeah I definitely hear Ives, like no joke. Yeah, yeah, Ives too. James Reese Europe. It almost seems like like different, you know, different sections are playing at different places. Yeah, that and to me, I feel like that's Stravinsky. Like, mm-hmm. all right, it makes me think of like Histoire du Soldat, like that, yeah, yeah. or even Rite of Spring, like. There's a darkness in there. There's a really like, there's an unsettled thing. It's, it's goofy, but um, it really makes me think about like this kind of character you hear in a lot of like American music, especially like American like military marching music, mm-hmm. like Sousa or James Reese Europe, or even like um, even like 
people like Duke Ellington or whatever of of this th- this really like kind of playful um, carnival almost mm, type of mm-hmm, feeling mm-hmm. that um, to me always feels like there's this. It, it it's like a it's like a clown. Well, we were talking about clowns earlier. It's it, it's like a clown with this like exaggerated like sneer. Like yeah. <laughs> everything's fine, everything's just dandy, right? You know. Yeah, but it's yeah. like no, it is not, not fine. dandy. Like and the fact that you're like overemphasizing this is proof that things are not okay. You know, right. Charles Ives too. I hear that in his music, like yeah. especially his like goofy like leader song type stuff, like um. And I feel like with, with uh, well, I have a lot I want to say. I have stuff I wanted to say about James Reese Europe. Um, I could get to that. I put a track in there or I could get to that mm-hmm. later, but like, and um, if you want. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, it's this, uh, a lot of that music when it was like, like around James Reese Europe's time, it's questionable. I mean, we don't know what they were thinking. We don't know what was um, inspiring them. I don't know if they like actually bought in if they like emotionally how they're thinking about their music are they thinking like yes i actually feel like Mm. i'm marching and i feel hyped and i and like um or were they kind of like doing that with this acknowledgement of like but something's not quite right Right. and i feel like with threadgill um again like i don't fucking know like (laughs) maybe he's like yes goofy dance you know but but i i just I, i just really intuitively feel like there's this uh um, you know, it, it, it's there's like a sardonic thing going on. I really think. when and when when was the when was this like this made? yeah recording? Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's like the '90s. Um, it's his band, Very Very Circus, which he had around that oh, time. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so uh, that's that's interesting. You know, so I mean, a couple things. I mean, like you know, <laughs> case in point. You know, with like you know how how often we, we worry about like performance practice of classical music and stuff and we're like well we don't know what they're thinking we don't know what this dude was thinking in right. the 90s totally, you know no. and everything yeah. like maybe there's a interview or something out there yeah. you know but like yeah i mean if you were to go about recreating something like this like you know how 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 would you you know, how would you do it you know right. um but also they yeah we said about like americana like this, this does sound like it was composed on note on, on note cards, postcards, mm-hmm. you know, napkins yeah. and stuff. Like, you know, like okay, well, and and that, I mean, that's so true. Like, you know, that is American culture. Like, okay, well, I'm doing this thing. Oh, I got what? I got to go. I got to do do the thing that's going to pay the bills. You know, yeah. I'm gonna, you know, whatever that is. You know, okay, well, now I get to like refocus on the. But hey, I'm thinking about this thing over here. I can't get that out of my head. Okay, well, now I get to focus again on the. But wait, right, I gotta, right. you know, yeah. uh-huh. like that's just. That is our culture. Yeah, it's completely. like a thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. This is <laughs> uh, Americana. This this is um, the kind of quintessential. Yeah. In the sounds and the and the style. So okay, so you you were let's let's double dip on this. Uh, getting the ears weird. Um, I guess it's not double dipping because we are moving on to. Uh, What's keeping you weird? <laughs> yeah. What made you weird? Uh-huh. What keeps you weird? Um, yeah. So yeah. So you want to queue up this queue up this track? Yeah. Um, a little bit on patrol in no man's land by James Reese. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about it. Yeah. So um, James Reese Europe was a uh, oh James Reese Europe. Tra- yeah, James Reese Europe is his full name. Um, sometimes he's he's credited as like Jimmy Europe. 
but uh, he he was a. I would have gone by Jimmy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a composer. Um, uh, he was in the army. I don't know if he actually became a. He was a lieutenant, and that, and I don't know if he became that through. I think he. I think he did it legitimately, like sea combat and everything. That's probably how he got his title. But he was a um, like military band arranger. He wrote for the military bands, and he um, arranged for them. And he had this um, particular band um, during World War One um, that was made up of like all black uh, uh, battalions of the U.S. Army. Um, so all, all the musicians were black. There were some um, Puerto Ricans in there, like Puerto Rican Americans that uh, were in the band too. Um, and they would they got like really popular in like in in well in in Europe. It's mm. funny his name is James East Europe. They got really popular um, when they were stationed there, uh, like the just for like the French people and the German people just like loved it. They couldn't get enough. And, um, they, but all these, uh, musicians, I read this in a, I'm, I'm, I mean, I think I remember this correctly. All these musicians, I, I, I read it in, um, actually a book about Cuban music where they mentioned this, but all the, all the musicians were, uh, they had legitimately seen combat. Like most of the, now if you hear a military yeah. band, it's like, it's like a lot of these ticket. people, yeah. yeah, they're not like, um, they hadn't seen combat and the, this is a uh, and and a lot of that had to do with like you know they were they were an all black battalion so they were often like given just like the most horrible th- being thrown into situations where they were most likely for to sure. have as many of them die as possible for sure and um they uh yes yeah so it, it's all these guys that had um just you know finished the war had just been through combat everything come back to the states like a year after the war is over and they record this album um of all this uh marching music that they had played at i don't know whatever wherever situations you play during the wartime <laughs> um but what i think is so fascinating about this track is it's called on patrol in no man's land and it's kind of this goofy weird programmatic like um like the singer he's he's talking about like in the war zone you might hear a a, a bomb go off <laughs> Machine guns, ta, 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 you know that kind of thing, huh. and it's, it's like, like making the sounds, making sound. the sounds, yeah, like gas, put on your mask, you know, stuff oh. like that, and it's like, um, this kind of goofy show tune, like this is what mm-hmm. war is like. But what's crazy about it to me is like everyone in this band, they were literally just doing that. They were like literally fearing for their lives when these real sounds were happening, right? And seeing people die, but they're like, here they are playing this music, you know. And um, I just think that's that's really interesting because like how how does it, tying that back to the kind of like is this sardonic or is it not? It makes me mm-hmm. wonder listening to this music like um, what is going through the minds of both James Reese Europe, the composer, and the performers? Are they thinking like are they are they just like yeah this is fun and this oh, is right. and we're talking about this? Or are they kind of like going through conflicted it conflicted yeah. about it? Like wow we're making this a fun thing but it's actually pretty serious. Or are they like past both those things and like fully aware of like the irony of it and doing it anyway right. for art's sake? You know what right. I mean? Like maybe we'll never know. But that that's what really fascinates me about um, that kind of like triumphant patriotic American character in a lot of this music is knowing mm-hmm. like what really is in the minds of the people that made it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sweet. So here is... Um on patrol in no man's land by Jimmy Europe. (laughs) 
What's the time? Nine, all in line. All right, boys, now take it slow. Are you ready? Eddie, very good, Eddie. Over the top, let's go. Quiet, quiet, else you start a riot. Keep your proper distance, follow along. Hubba, mother, and when you see me hubba, obey my orders and you won't go wrong. There's a min and buffer coming, look out. Hear that roar, there's one more. And fast, but there's a very light. Don't gasp for to find you all right. Don't start to bumming with those hand grenades. There's a machine gun, the holy space. Alert, gas, put on your mask. Adjust it correctly and hurry up fast. Drop, there's a rocket for the fight barrage. Down, hunk the ground, push your can, don't stand. Creep and crawl, follow me, that's all. What do you hear? Nothing near, don't fear, all clear. That's the life of a soul when you take up a soul. Out in no man's land, ain't it grand? Out in no man's land. There's a minute of effort coming, look out. Hear that roar, there's one more. And that there's a very light. Don't gasp for the find you all right. Don't start the bumming with those hand grenades. And machine gun, the holy space. Alert, gas, put on your mask. Adjust the correct playing and hurry up fast. Drop, there's a rocket for the bike barrage. Down, hug the ground, close you can, don't stand. Creep and crawl, follow me, that's all. The boys, go do it! Hey! Hey! Get the bloody boys, get them, stick them with the banner. That is like so crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I was gonna say something, but I was kind of froze <laughs> with that ex with that context and explanation. This is so dark. I know. Yeah. Right. Like this is so dark, and I would never have. I mean, like there would have been like you know being like, oh yeah, like they're singing about war yeah. and everything. Obvi- obviously, you know the lyrical content and stuff like. You know, of course, there's a darkness there, but you know, but it's so hokey, right? So yeah. hokey, uh-huh. so USO, you know. Yeah. Ah, say I'm sorry. Yes, exactly. You know, and everything, and uh, but yeah, with that context, like you can't avoid the question of why and what. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? What, why and what? Yeah, it was, was happening here. Um, yeah, and and just like especially adding that, so the way that he died, I think it was shortly after this. It was before a show at like Carnegie Hall, some big thing. One of his percussionists just stabbed him in the neck with a pencil over some argument. Them's the brakes. And he died. Them's <laughs> the brakes. So these guys Showbiz, are baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably his last words. Right. Jimmy what happens Europe. behind the curtain stays there. <laughs> Including Jimmy Europe. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> stays there. Yeah. Uh, well, that's fascinating. So, so like, is. So how does this keep, is this something that you, or this, is is this music or this, this like lineage, this kind of lineage of thinking that is kind of influencing you now? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I, I, it definitely influences, I, I, like, are you asking, does it, is it influencing the way I write music or is it more just influencing the way I think about things? Yeah, I would say, I mean, it's both. Um, I would say that it's influencing the way I think about things and that it's, like, making me, like, re-examine, like, you mentioned, like, hokiness, just, like, hokiness as a whole. Like, what is hokiness and what might be being said there that is not 
that that is kind of like underneath the surface. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then as far as how, how it like influences the music that I write, um, like that kind of character, I would say, is in a lot of the music that I write. Um, that kind of like playful, carnivalish kind of lots theatrical. Yeah. Um, and that's not something I really consciously sit down and say, okay, I'm like using this. It's just kind of what comes out of me. Right. I would say. Which, which is, I think the, the, the positive side of that coin, you know, yeah. a little bit, once you like, think like, I'm going to be theatrical, you know, then I don't know what you get. Um, I guess like, I don't know. Have you, have you heard that band ghost? You know, no. This band go, it's fine. That's <laughs> which I didn't, I don't like them very much. Like, but it's just like, it just seems like it's, it's theatrical for theatrical sake, you know? And like, yeah. it's like, you know, are you really like, what are you actually listening to? You right. know, like, and everything. What do you actually consume? I don't know. I, I, I got self-consciously curmudgeonly there, you know, a little bit. It's okay. You That's, know, like we can all, you can be curmudgeonly and fully lean into it and not apologize for it while still having an understanding that it, you're being a curmudgeon. Yeah. You know okay. I mean? Like, I feel like we all have the right to do that. But what, what, know? but what happens when you, when you apologize for it? Uh, then yeah, you've then opened you up something that yeah I don't know. It's a void now i'm gonna think yeah. about this for the next week yeah. um but uh but but you're not like ghost at all <laughs> i appreciate no that. problem yeah. no problem uh so yeah yeah so this what else you got got on your on the list list here one thing that would could be cool to talk about um that is just just because it's like extremely different i mean if we are to take like a complete 180 is that um sss track tell me about sss sss is a um artist i don't know if it's one person a few people or what um i my suspicion is that it's just one person but it's a um they're an artist from new york that i found out through um the label decoherence records they put out tons of i think they're new york based a lot of kind Mm. of like art punk stuff and um so SSS makes music that um, I would say is kind of like, I'm pretty, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll admit my uh, self-consciousness here. I'm not very like well-versed in like electronic adjacent, mm-hmm. well, not even adjacent, just electronic music. Like people, there's tons of people that are way more knowledgeable about like, oh, it's this, it's uh, hardcore, no, blah, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But like, uh, beep, boop, beep. yeah, it, it's, it's basically, it's like um, noise it's it has elements of noise but but it it's it's got this really weird interesting way of kind of like playing with time mm. um and like uh l- like there's there's all these points where it's like uh tempos are sort of suggested and like they're almost there and then they kind of start to like um shift away and uh sometimes it's not even like like there'll be a groove that's not even it you, you know the sort of like it's not a um you couldn't snap along to it, right. but there's like a repeating pattern of like kind of percussive sounds that will happen over a while um, with just like insane cascading layers of just like, um, I don't speak noise. So I don't know if it's no input mixing or like <laughs> yeah, sampling that's being that edited either. or what. After, after the show last Thursday, like yeah. on the ride back, I was like, so Adam talked like, talk to me, like how, how does no input mixer work? And he explained yeah. it to me very, very well. Really? Okay. And yeah. I, I don't know how, I don't get it. 
Well, isn't it something like <laughs> it's, it's I mean, feedback, it's no control input, feedback. Like you don't put anything into it. Right. right. It's like yeah, yeah, feedback. Right. There you go. Um, so that might be what it is, but uh, it's I would describe it as like. So do you know? You know, uh, it's sort of like like free hyper pop. Oh, like, yeah. Um, okay. Like you know, like hundred gex. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like they have. Do you know the tracks they have that are like interlude tracks where it's kind of just like, boop boop boop, electronic drum. Yeah. Ribbit. Sounds like somebody like like trying out like a, the, their new pads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, what's 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 number one oh seven? Guitar center going like boop boop. <laughs> yeah, like. Um, it's a concept album. Yeah, it's like a whole album of that, but like with like a much more kind of like hardcore edge to it i would say okay. and it's like it's it's the it's the first time in a while that i've heard music that's like really made me feel like oh this i feel insane in a way that mm. i really like like and mm-hmm. i haven't felt for a long time it's like something like you have to wrap your mind around exactly yeah, yeah. like this is like moving me in different direction like it's not like things i've heard yeah. before but yeah sweet so this is uh Solid, my water, add water by SSS. So uh, we're 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 on to we're in the we're in the I want to say home stretch because that implies that that I was waiting for this. Um, but um, so whatever. Yeah, you can't the, wait to get yeah out of here. Yeah, which yeah. which is I I am it, it is Valentine's Day. We haven't addressed True. this, but yeah. it, it is Valentine's Day. This has been we're we're, we're cozied up. Yeah. In this little living room nook here, um, we had some cat love going on. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, uh. But 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 I will but, but I will say I I am looking forward to you leaving. <laughs> uh, but just because uh, yeah. so Ke- Kelly and I always always have uh, pretty trashy Valentine's days, nice. and uh, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna go hit up the uh, Applebee's on campus. Oh, that's tonight. yeah. I've heard that's yeah. That's the spot. So I yeah. think that is um where we're gonna celebrate. Nice yeah. Valentine's Day. Last year it was, we just ordered McDonald's. And yeah. It was great. So um you can only go up from here. Yeah. You know, so uh, Applebee's. So no offense, but you're no campus Applebee's. I, I you, you know, I can't. You got me on that one. Yeah, I can't. It's... I can't give you a weird big pepper, like neon sign pepper that will appear in various parts of your peripheral vision, like in the commercials. So yeah, I can't no, it's just. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, but to savor what with the time that we yes. have together, um, it, tell me you have you have an album coming out later this spring. Uh, I think got a said so got a album release show May thirty first at yeah. Ice House. Ice House. Ice yeah. House. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me about the album. What do you, do you have yeah. a title yet? Um, I do, and I, I will say real quick about the show. Um, Oyster World, who I mentioned earlier, they're mm-hmm. fantastic. They're gonna be the opener for that. 
Oh, cool. That night. So check out Oyster World. Cool. Well, maybe we should, should we put, uh, I could put Oyster, we can find a track by them, put them, you should, put them yeah. as the outro. Yeah, yeah, maybe. that sounds fantastic. They're, mm-hmm. um, they're all, I'm not like close friends with any of them. So this is, th- this is funny that I'm doing this, but I think they're great. And yeah. <laughs> great. Well, that, that's, yeah. that's, you know, it's a good way to start a friendship. Yes, it is, <laughs> <It's>, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so it's all okay. So album. so the album's about Oyster World. Album is about Oyster. It's a fan fan uh, <laughs> fan mail. So yeah, it's uh, I recorded it over the summer at um, at uh, Future Condo Studios. Um, worked with a great uh, a friend of mine, Emery Snow, who uh, does mixing, mastering. Hit him up; he's fantastic. Uh, basically, uh, was a lot of music of mine that I had been writing over, uh, kind of. Uh, accumulated it, it, it's sort of, sort of like a, a a dream i had had since high school to have this sort of like figure out a way to put together this kind of like uh avant jazz upbringing i've had with the kind of like theatrical frank zappa tom waits energy yeah, yeah. as well and kind of mesh those things into sort of like a very like energetic um freaky kind of live band experience sort of cool. thing and uh yes yeah, so, so every track features different combinations of of a lot of my like colleagues that i work with like um uh nelly subret who is on mm-hmm. I, other other episode of your track is on several tracks another episode of your podcast she's on several tracks she's wrote lyrics for it she was an enormous part of the album she lives in la now but she's coming back for the show so she'll oh, see her at the show cool, cool, cool. um nelly uh subret uh larry wish fantastic uh solo performer i've been, I've been hearing about i mean yeah. i've seen <laughs> clips and everything you, you you do a lot of stuff with with him, yeah? I do, yeah. Well, not I. I, I have done. I. I've, I played on his album that's coming out. Check it out; it'll be great. Um, he. Uh, the album's going to be released on his label, actually, Bumpy Records, which oh, cool. Oyster Railed is a part of. Miami Dolphins is a part of. Shrimp Olympics is part of. Um, Solid band names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bumpy is they. He knows what he's doing. Um, Larry Wish, uh, my good friend Alma Engabretson, who I'm in a rock band with, Mister Zip. Um, Drew Kellum, Tarek Abdul Carter, Charlie Lincoln, Toivo Hannigan, Patrick Adkins, George Cartwright, Davi Saru, Mooney or Carr. Um, Jesus, now I'm going to get into the like, fuck, I'm going to forget about people. Uh, Sam Straub, uh, Leo Dreyas. Uh, what, about um, the, what about that one guy? The one guy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that one guy. <laughs> I know I. J- yeah, this is a. Now I just put myself in a hot corner because I absolutely. Brian Murray. Um, that there's over 20 people see yeah that i was yeah. just i was just gonna throw you a line and, and ask yeah. like just just how many people because that's yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's yeah. awesome yeah that's no it's 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 really the the idea was just like what i was talking it's inspired by the hal wilner thing i was talking mm-hmm. about earlier of this kind of like playing people different combinations yeah. and i was kind of thinking of my role as sort of like the producer except also i like wrote the music too mm-hmm. and i actually only play on um one track i play keys and sing oh. on one track and like i don't play any saxophone on it or anything which is like been a really nice it was a really nice opportunity to be like i think previous experiences with my music in a recording scenario and a live performance Mm -hmm. is like having to worry about my playing and my music Mm -hmm. just got overwhelming and it's really nice to be like okay all i'm worrying about is the music here other people are you know thankfully i got some money from zeitgeist for the piece i wrote for them so i could pay people to just say, all right, you're you're mine. Do that, you know, like <laughs> in the corner. Yeah, just kinda... yeah, in the corner. <laughs> so you come out in the room. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> 
that's okay. So that's 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 cool. So anything yeah. you want, you know, it, it, you want to divulge any details on like uh, sounds people can expect. You know, like what's sure. your takes? You know? Um, yeah. I mean, like, uh, I would say it's 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 kind of the fullest like the best the fullest realization of my like deepest artistic goal to this point mm. to this date i would say um cool and like of course you know i'm still young there's things are changing i already it's it was a great learning experience there's mm-hmm. things i do differently now but i really do feel like it um it has wrapped together a lot of the different things that have you know like from the avant jazz stuff to the um you know avant rock stuff to uh um you know the theatrics it's kind of put all those things together in a way that i think is tasteful and 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 you know like every track is very different from each other but i i've i've tried to and i think i hope i've succeeded in doing in a way that's not like jarring you know what Mm -hmm. i mean well Um, maybe you know maybe 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 that's good you know maybe Maybe it's a little bit jarring but yeah but that's okay cool yeah cool and what was the name do you want the name of the album is uh I actually don't have a name for that one yet. Oh, you don't have that. that. That's fine. Yeah. That's. I have a tentative idea, but I don't even want to say that. Okay. So, the, yeah. Then <laughs> how how about what's what's something that you definitely are not calling it? Um, definitely not calling it. Uh, I won't call it. I'm not going to call it something that someone su- So I had an idea for it that I thought would be really funny, which was calling it. Um, that we're calling the band Ivan Cunningham's Church of Ass. And um, I didn't end up doing that. It was a friend of mine, Josh Gronowski. Jesus, that's someone who I forgot the name of. Bass player, fantastic musician, great guy, played on it. Um, he, had, he had brought up during the session at one point. He didn't suggest it as a name for the album. Mm. He just, I forget why, he said Church of Ass at some point. Church of Ass. And I thought that'd be great. But then I was like, as much as I love that, it's just like people wouldn't take it seriously and mm. whatever. So Right, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you got to. Got, we got to got to get get people buying it right? exactly you know yeah. and everything <laughs> so well I'll, I'll be looking forward you know you know forward forward to to not hearing your church of ass um yes. <laughs> or hearing not your whatever you know yeah uh there'll be more on that i think we'll we'll do we'll do something yeah. um listen to it and then then uh, in the meantime though um in just about a month mm-hmm. all right march 14th they'll be at uh at at the eagle mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh alto and drum duo yes with uh with uh tarek abdulkader who is uh played drums on the record cool um, he was the main he's a great friend of mine um my sister's uh significant other he's fantastic we 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 just started i we've had this idea for a long time and we haven't been able to like put it to play yet cool. so this will be our first kind of test run of that um just kind of some dr- alto and drums duo stuff involving kind of just uh inspired by like um well, a lot of things, but I would cite like uh, a lot, like the work of uh, Chabaka Hutchings. He has that band, Sons of Komet. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like really, kind of like that uh, Afro-Caribbean, um, like heavy big beat sort of thing, with often kind of like angular, almost like monkish angular, yeah, melodic material. Um, really trying to like draw on that sort of thing, and also just ourselves and what cool. our own stuff do. So. That's part of Tiny Tuesdays. Tiny Tuesdays, so the, which is a really great uh, series that's been going on at the at um, <laughs> now I'm saying the Eagle too at uh-huh. the Eagle since uh, 
I, I think for a couple months now. Okay. Um, I think Timothy Petrowski is in charge of it, but I'm not sure. And it's it's really just uh, like four four acts. Everyone has like a 20 minute set. Really great. Um, I went to nice. one the other day. Saw uh, uh, Noah Opoven Baldwin, Alana Horton, um, all sorts of. All the cats, all the cats, you know, cool cats. <laughs> yeah. So, so any given Tuesday, you can drop in. I maybe not any given. Maybe check the schedule. But Eagles is a great uh, place to be. So yeah, you, even it if is. You just drop in. We got a solid bar cheeseburger. Yeah, exactly. It's fantastic. Um, so drop drop in there. So, all right, it's time. All right, we've avoided it enough. What is your new music icon impression? So is this like I pretend, like I do it? I pretend to be that person, literally. Or? Uh, you you can that okay. that can be yeah. It's oh god. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. Um. Uh. <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh. The Infinity Insight Principle uh will be determined by um. The uh, Kelvin repetition structures that, uh, you know, um, my ensembles have been working on through the uh, inspired by the um, the uh, mystery systems of the ancient Egyptians and the ancient Greeks and the music of the spheres. And um, there's a lot of things that we don't, you know, uh, uh, ways in which sound and and color and uh, are connected that the ancient mystics knew and. With my through my ritual and ceremonial musics, I'm trying to do a one act opera that can a one man one act opera that can uh, call upon the affinity insight principle and um arise uh arise everyone's I uh, I'm saying things he would say but I can't really do his voice it's, is then let me can I guess uh, yeah. is it is it Chad Kroger uh yes it's yeah. Chad Kroger yeah <laughs> Nickelback. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, who, who is this? Yeah. Who is this? Uh, Anthony Braxton. Anthony Braxton. <laughs> yeah. And why, 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 why did you bring the spirit of Anthony Braxton into this conversation? Because he's, 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 uh, he's just like a goofy, like hilarious freak. Um, that Noah Opoven Baldwin and I were talking about his music recently, and how it's kind of like it's this thing that's been taken like very seriously, and it's mm-hmm. kind of has this high concept music, but like. We've been, we were, he was kind of bringing up the point of like, if you really look at his album covers and like his graphic scores, especially more of what he's into these days, where they're basically just like child's drawings, it's like there is this kind of like, wait a second, is this kind of funny? Like, is this, it's just like a put on? Yeah. Yeah. Like, not even necessarily like he's faking it, like he's like doing a front. Like, I don't think that's what's happening, but like, there is a kind of just like, Go- shroomy goofiness uh-huh. you know yeah, yeah, in there yeah like, yeah that uh yeah i think is really funny about him he's i mean he's had a huge influence on my work i have a fucking tattoo of one of his like you know I, oh, so cool. i take him very seriously yeah. as i'm saying yeah. this but yeah well of course so. but uh but you, you always gotta love like the when you get those like things like well Maybe maybe he knows exactly what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe he knows. Yeah, well, it was also the like, is he senile? Like, yeah. what is going What's on? What's going like, on here? Yeah, oh, that's great. Uh, well, thank thank you very much for this chat. This is this is fantastic, thank lovely you, lovely way to spend a Valentine's. Yes, indeed. Um, so uh, I look forward to everything that you do, and I can't wait to um, to see you do it again. 
Thank you. Thanks so much yeah. for having me, Justin. Of this course. has been super fun and huge fan of the pod. So it's an honor to be involved and um, I'm looking forward to just hanging more yeah. pressure, social pressure. Now. Social pressure. God, <laughs> it's recorded and I don't edit very much. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's going to hear it. All right. Yeah. Well, take us out. Oyster world. <laughs> All right. See everybody. Oh.